Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Generation GC. I don't want to stop from Good Charlotte's self-titled debut album released in 2000 with my guest Beth Beavers. My name is Molly Huddleston once again and as always I'm your host as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this podcast. Last time we talked about Rise from Youth Authority. On our next episode we'll be talking about a song from The Young and the Hopeless. Beth Beavers lives in Southwest Virginia. She works in an OBGYN office and is studying for her license in medical coding. Beth has loved Good Charlotte since 2003 when she was only 12 years old, so much so that she and her best friend have matching GC tattoos. I loved talking to Beth. We had a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. As a personal update uh, for anyone who has followed along with my chronic migraine and daily headache journey, I have certainly had a lot of ups and downs in the past few weeks. I got another round of nerve blocks on February 16th, and for several days after that, I felt awful. I had three migraine attacks in four days, um, as well as the, the same daily headache. I am feeling pretty good today as I'm recording this, and we will just have to see how things go. I have been doing physical therapy for my neck, which does relate to some of my headaches, and this week, I am going to see a headache specialist for physical therapy, which it's like wild to me that that's even a thing. Um, I am really optimistic about that and just really optimistic about the next few months. I am, it, it's really, really hard, but I'm, I'm trying to be, um, optimistic and realistic about this. Working on these new episodes has been so much fun for me, and I hope you are continuing to enjoy listening to this show. I have some great episodes coming up, um, and with that, a few reminders before we go into episode 105. First, I am very much looking for guests for these new episodes that I will be recording over the next few months. If you are listening to this and you think you want to be on the show, reach out, because I would love to have you on. I, I really want to have guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds on this show. If English isn't your first language, that's okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And different backgrounds doesn't just mean location or ethnicity. It means ensuring a varied gender and sexuality representation and representing fans of different ages and fans with your own unique life experiences of any sort. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want a sticker, all you've got to do is support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generationgcpod and click support. All that money goes right back into making the show the best that it can be. Um, it helps me print and ship the stickers. It helps me get equipment that I need, like a laptop riser, um, new headphones. It also helps me with things like Dropbox storage, which costs me a little money every month. And I use Dropbox to back up my episodes, my graphics, etc. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you notice, this sounds a little different than most intros. I am recording this intro on my phone. Um, something I've realized that aggravates my headaches and neck pain is my desk setup. And while I figure that out, I am recording this intro on my couch. But I am, I am so excited for you to hear this episode. I thank you to everyone who has listened to Generation GC, whether you've been here since the beginning or you're just tuning in for the first time. I am so excited um, to keep this show going. And let's get on to episode 105. Okay, so today we're talking about I Don't Want to Stop, which is track eight on Good Charlotte, Good Charlotte's self-titled debut album released in the year 2000. Track seven is Seasons, track nine is I Heard You. And I was just thinking about this as I was listening to the song, like right before we recorded, because um, I always like to listen to the song, like right before we record. So I'm pressing I play at like 6, 10 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is like one of the best song transitions gc has ever done but from i don't want to stop into i heard you but i don't know if you've paid attention to this beth but on spotify there's it, it, there's all it's almost like clipped off at the end like mm. the tracks and i guess that's just goes to show how well they were like mastered together or whatever <laughs> yeah um that's like you can't even tell which is which I've noticed that with a couple of songs, actually, um, or a couple of different bands, like completely unrelated, that it'll like, if you've had the CD and you hear it like easily transition, then it sounds weird when you're using the streaming service. Yeah. But no, I didn't notice that with this one. I, I imagine it's just 
an artifact of, you know, the album was made right. before streaming was a thing when it was, you know, not really like a concept that people were going to be listening out of order. I mean, I guess like LimeWire and Napster right. were, were a thing, but I, I don't know. But not- I mean, even when I use that or like downloaded music, I never illegally downloaded good Charlotte music. Let me just say that. I always supported monetarily. But I have a justification for it. Oh. What's the justification? <laughs> so the, the justification is that the only GC album I've ever illegally downloaded is Good Morning Revival. And that is because I had pre-ordered the album. And then like a couple weeks before it, so like I paid for it. And then a couple weeks before it came out, it like leaked. So like, obviously gotcha. I downloaded the leak. So yeah, totally get that. But I don't think that it sort of counts, but sorry, good Charlotte for illegally downloading the album. I also paid for and probably right. bought like multiple <laughs> copies of. Right. Same. Um, but yeah, no, um, whenever I downloaded, like illegally downloaded, I always downloaded the entire album anyway. So, but yeah. Yeah. It's like a cultural thing for sure. Right. Um, we could totally get into a whole discussion on, you know, songs versus albums. Uh, but back to, I don't want to stop. So there is a demo version of this song floating around. Um, I found a YouTube upload by Kim Sama FPS that says it's from a 1998 bootleg. Uh, the description just says, I found this on a file sharing site and this is the first video on YouTube. Enjoy. As far as I can tell, it was not included on either of their EPs, the GC EP in 1999 or another EP in 2000. So I think this might have just been a demo from before then. Uh, mm-hmm. I had this demo long before you know this youtube upload existed in like 2015 it's pretty similar to the i put original version in my notes i should have put album version because demo came before album um Mm -hmm. except the chorus at the end has a slightly different melody and he says like i don't want to stop never want to stop so just a little different phrasing and i you know probably just a don gilmore trick in the studio just that up a little This song was not a single, but according to GC Representin, which was a fan site on tripod.com, I love when we find Mm. these tidbits, there was a music video for this. Um, They said they also had videos for I Don't Want to Stop, which is just a lot of clips put together and some from Little Things, including them skydiving and the click, which includes a performance shot and scenes from undergrads. Have Mm. you heard anything or have you seen a video for this because I I didn't yeah when I read that I wondered I felt like I'd seen it but then I wondered if I was thinking of festival song Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um do they skydive in festival song I'm embarrassed even asking that but I feel like I feel like no because like I would I'm right but I feel like I remember seeing the skydiving So I don't know if I've seen the video or if I've just seen a video of them skydiving. Um, But it seems vaguely familiar to me. Hmm. Hmm. I looked for it and I couldn't find it. I looked for it too. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Setlist.fm has this song ranked number 68 in GC's most played songs, tied with Complicated, The Truth, Keep Swingin', and their Weezer covers. Um, Important to acknowledge, this song seems to have been around since 1998, so it was quite likely played plenty of times that aren't on record at setlist.fm. Yeah. Um, Lots to talk about with this song, but Beth... First, I want to help our fans get to know you. <laughs> first question I like to ask is, when did you first hear Good Charlotte? And what were your first thoughts on them? So I was probably 12 years old. Um, and I'm sure it was Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Um, or the anthem. It was definitely a young and hopeless song. And that was on mainstream. It was on the radio. Um but I'd already like been in like my Avril Lavigne phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I heard Good Charlotte, obviously I was like instantly obsessed, just like being obsessed with NSYNC when I was a little girl. 
Um, and Billy was always my favorite. Why was Billy um, your favorite? I don't know. I think it was like, honestly, because he was like a skinny boy wearing makeup and like, he was um, a skinny his goth boy. Yeah. Yeah. And like his love for animals mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Listeners, we were talking about dogs before we started recording. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love animals. So, um, but I guess my first thought was just, I mean, obviously I like the song, but then I go into a deep, like, I have, like, if I like a band and then I learn to like love their music, like I go full out, like I've listened to every single song. I know all the words to every single song. Like I've wore it out of the people around me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have a follow-up on that, but I also like to ask people, have you ever seen Good Charlotte live? Yes, twice. Okay. Um, They were both um, Gen RX concerts, though. Amazing. Oh, so it was not so like the more recent years. Yeah. Yep. Um, We saw them, me and my best friends went, we saw them in Lynchburg, Virginia. They played here before the venue. We saw them at close. Um, and then we saw them in Silver Spring, Maryland the year after that. Yeah. At the Fillmore. So, yeah. So I want to ask, you were telling me uh, before we uh, got on the call over Facebook, you were telling me that you and your best friend have matching Good Charlotte tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. Who became a Good Charlotte fan first? Or was that like a mutual discovery? It was a mutual discovery because okay. she, we, we've been friends for like, probably 17 years at this point, but she was actually friends with my mom first. Oh, wow. Um, She was younger. She's younger than my mom, but just a little bit older than me, but she was in college while I was in high school. And then like through our friendship, it just kind of like blossomed. Sort of speak. I love that. And do you guys have any, I mean, clearly you both love good Charlotte, but I have to ask, are there any, like, controversial GC opinions? Like, any, like, Good Charlotte albums or songs that the two of you, like, cannot agree on? No. um, I think we're pretty similar in everything. Um, I mean, obviously, self-titles is what she came into first. Mm -hmm. So her loves are from self-titled her license plate on her car even relates to a self-titled song um so cool. wait wait yeah. what does the license plate say if you're comfortable it's, sharing. Um, yeah it's well i mean you can't figure out the way it is but it's motivate me from that's the amazing. motivation proclamation yeah amazing. that's kind of like our like best friend song i would say um i guess if you were like in a relationship and you had a song that yeah. would be your song so that I would say is our song. Um, but yeah, so I mean, no, we're pretty similar in our opinions, except for she loves Benji and I've always loved Billy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> or, when it works to have a difference of opinions because imagine right. if you guys crushed on the same member. I know. There'll be like jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, wait, so tell me about these matching tattoos. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't see it obviously, but we just yeah. have the the gc i feel like i need to get the gc tattoo like yeah. i have let the music play but the gc a couple people have that it's just so classic so we've always we're getting or eventually we will be getting chess pieces from i want um the young and the hopeless album art she wants the self-titled and then we've talked about a few different things in terms of lyrics Um, I'm not completely sold on what I want, but hold on is my favorite or moving on. I love. So, yeah. Very cool. Both good choices. Um, well, you, you talked to me about a couple of the good Charlotte shows you went to. So you live in Southwest Virginia. I think you said, what are some of the concert venues you like to go to? Like what is, uh, near you? Um, I think you said one of them closed. Yeah, I used to get, I don't even remember what it was called now. 
to be honest with you, but it was in Lynchburg. Um, it closed not long after we saw Good Charlotte, actually. Actually, um, usually when I go, I travel. So like I'll go to Charlotte or Raleigh gotcha. um, or Maryland or Virginia Beach. Um, I like the Norva in Norfolk. Yeah, I like that place film. is nice. Yeah, I love it. I love the Fillmore and Silver Spring. Um, and I've been to the Red Hat Amphitheater in Raleigh. I don't know if you've been there, but it's really nice. I saw Paramore there. I, so I did Warp Tour in 2016, which is the year that GC was on it recently. Um, we had a North Carolina show. I think it was Charlotte though. Mm. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Charlotte. Cool. I prefer like the smaller amphitheaters to like stadiums yeah or like small venues to like amphitheaters even the smaller it is i love the more i love more smaller shows are nice especially in like sometimes the smaller like markets even too Mm -hmm. like smaller towns when you can find them i feel like it's kind of like exciting yeah um well before we go into the song i just wanted to ask you know outside of music uh you're working in a medical office studying for license in medical coding um, I just want to hear a little about that and tell me about your career a little bit. Yeah, I work as um, an office specialist in an OBGYN office. It's really, in my town, the busiest OBGYN office. My doctors see upwards of like 60 patients a day, oh my God. which is a lot. Yeah. Like each um, doctor sees 60 a day? One of them sees 60 a day. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's really, really busy. Thankfully, uh, my we're all very supportive of one another. The people I work with are super kind and helpful. Um, the doctors are the sweetest people I've ever worked for. Um, but I'm also, yeah, I'm in school for um, just to get my license in medical coding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I'm almost done. I'll be done in June. Um, the test is apparently four hours long, so I'm not looking forward to that. But Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm 32, so and I should have gone to college when I left school. So make sure okay. if you want to go to college, <laughs> just do it. But um, sometimes it takes time to decide what you want to do, so it's okay. Hey, I thought I was going to be an engineer when I went to college. So, you know, clearly... I, I thought I was going to be an engineer and then I thought I was going to be a doctor. So that, you know, yeah. so and I went to college when I was 18. So <laughs> the doctor that I worked for, he was, was an engineer. He went to Virginia tech. Wow. I think. And then he Smart hated guy. it. Wow. Yeah. He hated it. So he left and he became a doctor. Um, and I think he was in his like mid thirties. Wow. Hey, yeah. It's good for him. Wow. Well, Beth, let's get into I Don't Want to Stop. Um, we could talk about career paths and being, I could yeah. talk about being like, I don't know if late bloomer is a word, but just career paths. I could talk about that stuff all day, but let's get into this song. Um, we connected on Facebook a while ago. I am so glad to finally have you on here. Why did you want to talk about I Don't Want to Stop? Um. Well, I mean, I think at first I just wanted to talk about Good Charlotte because I have, I don't want to say intimate. I don't really like that word, but everyone feels like they were their first and they're always like most hardcore fan if you're like Mm -hmm. really in love with a band. So I feel like that's me, of course, just like my best friend feels like it's her and you probably feel like it's you. But um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Good Charlotte. And then when you asked me about it, um, it has, I mean, and we'll get into it later, but like, thinking about the words to the song now obviously have different connotation to what I thought they did then. Mm. Um, so just like thinking about it, um, was really good for me too. Yeah. Let's, let's get into, you know, the words and the songs. I mean, what's your like interpretation of the lyrics? Like, I mean, you could tell me if you want to share like what you take from it right now versus maybe what you thought it was about, you know, when you were in middle school or high school. Yeah, when I was, a, I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, I didn't even really know, to be honest with you, like, oh, um, I was, song. yeah, I was kind of like, a, yeah, because it is like a more upbeat song, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of toxic, like, 
it's a little toxic. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't have even like thought of that when I was younger. So, mm. uh, I, I mean, now obviously to me, it's like, um, somebody that's in love with somebody or want somebody that they can't have, but they can't stop going back to that. Um, even though you need to move on and like do something healthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I take a pretty similar, you know, interpretation. Like, you know, what mm-hmm. I wrote down is like, you know, you know that something is wrong. Maybe that's wrong for you. Maybe it's morally wrong. Um, but you're not like, you don't want it to end, right? Like maybe it's mm-hmm. wrong for you because you have this like unrequited love, like this person doesn't like you back. They don't love you back. And yeah. you're just like ripping your heart to shreds every time you keep turning your back to them. Maybe it's like morally wrong because maybe there is a mutual connection, but the other person has a partner, you know? Right. Um, what I pulled from it, digging into the lyrics. And again, now, now I want to be really clear. This is definitely biased by my own personal experience. Okay. Because mm-hmm. any interpretation is. So, you know. But when I dug into lyrics, I I pulled, it, it was like, you know, like, being hung up on your, like, opposite sex best friend that you want to date. They don't want to date you. You know it's not fair to yourself, but you can't let go of them. It's, you know, this, like, mega media cliche and and everyone wonders is it better to have someone in your life as a friend when you want more than not have them in your life at all or is it just Mm -hmm. not fair to like pine after someone you can't have and still try to be their friend but also on the other side like is it fair to the other person like what's it like to be the other person i don't know i i to my to, to my knowledge Nobody has ever had a crush on me that, like, I haven't returned. Right. <laughs> me either. So, <laughs> like, my... I, I was, like, the big girl in school. So, like, I had friends, but I wasn't, like, popular. Um, and I had a lot of guy friends, mm-hmm. which wasn't good. Well, I mean, not that it wasn't good, but, like, I always they were always my type, too. So, it was, like, or what I thought was my type at the time anyway. So like I fell in love with them all the time. Did, um, did you feel like one of the guys kind of? That's how they saw me, but that's mm-hmm. not what I wanted, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, but then to have them as friends, I had to act like one of the guys. So it was just toxic. It's <laughs> it hard, was but, toxic. It's, but it's hard because like as, as women, it's like there's so many expectations for yeah like how we interact like especially especially with like men you know yeah. young women and young men as like teenagers and just developing friendships and it, it it's it's so hard to develop friendships and like there was oh my god okay so story time so there was this guy i'm just going to say his name because it's a common name i haven't talked to the guy in years and I, this is like literally whatever anyway. Um, so the guy's name was Steve, Steven in my dorm in college. And actually this guy at one point had lived in Waldorf, Maryland. Uh, he was like an army brat and had at one point lived in Waldorf, Maryland. I found that out and I was like, oh my God, Waldorf, Maryland. Like, have you heard of band Good Good Charlotte? Um, and like, I thought he was cute, but like, I also, A, I knew he had a girlfriend and B, I wasn't like trying to flirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Objectively, like, cute guy, but, like, I wasn't trying to flirt. I was trying to, like, be friendly. I thought it was cool. I wanted to hang out with him. I guess I was, like, trying too hard to be his friend when maybe he wasn't interested in being my friend because... Or or maybe I was coming off as flirty when I didn't intend to. Um because a girl that he was friends with was like, Hey, so like, I just want to make sure like, you know, Steve has a girlfriend. Right. And like, you know, you you know, I just want to make sure you don't like see him as anything more than like a friend. Right. And I was like, no, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not like, you know, and it's, it's, I, 
I've had like a lot of guy friends through the years, even some very close guy friends, you know, have often been the one with, with the unrequited crush. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, and sometimes it can really mess you up, but it's like, well, do you, right. It's like, do you stop or you just kind of, do you just kind of keep going and like, yeah, it's hard. So like in my experience, it was in high school and mm-hmm me and this guy we were best friends like that's how he saw me we were best friends like Mm. just best friends and he was like on and off again with this girl and it always like hurt me because you know it was hard to just watch he always asked my advice about like their situation oh that's the hardest yeah when they ask for dating advice yeah crushed me and then i found out he didn't even tell me and like we had been not talking as much um because like we got out of school and stuff and i found out that he had got her pregnant and i was like hurt because i didn't know and like i found out on facebook or something and so i texted him and i was like hey like you didn't tell me whatever and he was like yeah i'm gonna be a dad um and then i said something else and like i ended it with i love you best friend or something like that and she got so pissed she was like you because they had gotten married i should lead with that they had gotten married and she was like you don't tell a married man that you love them and she was like i know that you at least liked him in the past and like at this time i'm like this girl's acting crazy like that is not how i meant it but looking back at now that i'm 32 i'm like i should not have done that Mm -hmm. like that that was toxic (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tough because it's like, I, I, I think there's, you know, I had, I, oh God, I'm like, like so many thoughts in my head. I'm, I'm so sorry. It sounds like you had, it sounds like there was kind of an unfortunate end that, you know, what was a really treasured friendship. Um, yeah. And I and think, it's okay. Yeah. I think, like, you know, there's, I actually just rewatched One Harry Met Sally. So this is like, on yeah. you know, and it's like people say, oh, men and women can't be friends. And, you know, I've had several truly platonic male friends, right? I like, have too. My friend Logan, like, I'm going to his wedding in a couple of months. He stayed at my apartment a few years ago when he came to visit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he was coming to like just visit the East Coast and go into New York and do a bunch of things, you know. But I was like, dude, just like come stay with me. Don't get a hotel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was great. Like, uh, you know, I have also had male friends that like I have had crushes on. And it's like, it's never, sometimes it's just not the same, even if you get past the crush. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. You know, like I had a male friend (laughs) who I won't name um, that like, you know, would do the same thing, would come to me for dating advice. Right. And it's like, you know, on the one hand, it's like, okay, you're my friend. And like, I, I, I was crushing on this guy so hard. And on the one hand, it's like, okay, you're my friend. I want you to be happy. And I want you to like, you know, I want things to work out with this girl that you like. Right. On the other hand, I'm into you. I want to be happy. I don't think this girl wants a relationship with you. I think you're wasting your energy chasing after her, you know? So it's like, where do you fit in? Like, I, I, I will say now, you know, five, six years after that, I have learned that it's like the dating advice that I'll offer to male friends is just different than what I'm comfortable offering to female friends. Right. Like, it's just different, you know? Um, and I still have close male friends, you know what I mean? But like dating advice for male friends, like maybe that's, I, I don't know. What is it like heteronormative? Is that the word? But like, I don't know. So that, that is something I sometimes have a hard time mm-hmm. going there with, with male friends. I, I don't know. Yeah. And now, I mean, honestly, I have a, Aside from my best, best friends or somebody that I'm closer with, 
I have a hard time going there with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think it's just age. Like, since I've grown up, I guess. I I used to be the person that if I talked to somebody five times, I'd be like, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'd be like, that's my friend. Or I met somebody at, a, at the bar a couple times and I'd be like, that's my friend. But like, they're not your friend. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm learning like both that like, okay, you don't have to have known someone for five years to like invite them to your holiday party. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I used to be very much like that. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I want to have a Hanukkah party. I'm, oh, yeah. who do I know? Okay. Yeah. It was like most of the people I haven't known that long. And guess what? I had like 10 people and it was great. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think there's a single person I had known more than like six months. You know, you know what I mean? And it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, it's like knowing the like appropriate like disclosure and trust and like what's, mm-hmm. you know, what's okay to share with a new person like what can you expect from a person like you know people talk about it with like romantic relationships like commitment but there's a level of that with like friendship too for sure and people will sometimes be like um because through like I went through a divorce and so I'm so sorry like growing from that especially in a couple years following that people would be like um, you got to let your walls down, like let your walls down, let your walls down, even when it came to friendships. And I'm like, you really like, I, I just, you don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody with knowing me so deeply, you know, yeah. thankfully I've grown from that. I'm remarried. I'm very happy in my marriage. Congrats. Um, yeah. but during that time, I mean, it is hard, especially like even work related coworkers, friends, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah you just get guarded. I, I've, I'm learning things like the, the I've, I've been learning the power of like a short sentence, right? Like mm-hmm. listeners, um, it's, you know, it's been posted on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, anything. Uh, my family's dog, Dobby has unfortunately just passed and, you know, the, short sentence that my one coworker got was, Hey, I just want to let you know, we're putting the dog down tomorrow. I will be working. Not going to be around most of the day though. And I'm probably not going to get too much done. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like the power of a, a short sentence, you know, I'm not telling my coworker everything. I'm not going to my coworker crying. I'm not telling my coworker the whys and the details and the how, you know, like, yeah, my coworker is cool, and he's also a dog lover. You know what I mean? But no, he's like, I'm so sorry, and probably genuine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, right? It, it's the the power of a short sentence saying, "Oh yeah, no, this thing happened." Like, I really don't not ever talk about it. Like, you know, yeah. I've had all these issues. Hey, I'm not up for talking about it. Yeah, no. Oh, how yeah. are you feeling? Honestly, not great. It's just been a lot. I'm not ever talking about it. Like the the power of that is like it's so great. Yeah. Like I had bariatric surgery in September. Okay. Um, I was pretty open about like the procedure I was having and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people would say, "Hey, you look great," and it's hard to take a compliment still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like, I also wasn't like blasting my information. Like anytime somebody asked about it, like, oh, thanks. I had bariatric surgery and blah, blah, blah. So, this is how much weight I've lost and blah, blah, and, blah. And that's a but, personal decision to come to, to have a major yeah. surgery like that. Yeah. And it's also like, I don't like any kind of attention anyway. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> awkward. Like if I, if I walk in a room like recently over Christmas with to like family, I haven't seen. And you're like the center of attention when you walk in. Right. Because I always show up like minutes after everyone else and they're like, Hey, Beth's here. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, give me a second. Let me fill it out. <laughs> but yeah. So no, I totally get that. Um, yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that. 
Beth. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Um, let's yeah. let's pivot a little bit to back to I don't want to stop. Um, this song to me, like I think, kind of instrumentally, like production, it has a swing to it. Like it feels very retro. Did do you pick up on that? Yeah, I. I mean, it sounds very fun, like, um, almost more like, I don't, and I was thinking earlier, but I can't think of the kind of word I'm looking for. It's just more like upbeat and like party-esque, I guess. Like you'd hear it kind of like in the transition playlist of like, if they were playing a show, like after a sad song, if that makes sense to like get everybody back up and going. See, that but I am literally when I say retro I'm thinking like 1950s black and white movie like you know mm-hmm. boys like wearing cardigans and like snapping and like a little oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. kind of vibe no I like, totally get that and I, and I now need someone to cover it you know there's all these people on like TikTok that will do you know a wedding march version of this song or a country mm-hmm. version of this song or a doo-wop version or whatever. So like I need someone to do like the doo-wop version, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the, that'd be great. Of I don't want to stop. So maybe you're out there listening to this. Maybe I will have to Let's hunt do you it. down <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah. I'm not that person. I'm not I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not either. Um, Beth, are there any other songs? And I'm laughing as I say this because the one that comes to mind for me, and I'll share a story about this, I guess. But are there any songs, other songs by other artists that you think this either like sounds like or have like a similar theme to this song? I just picked like when I read um, your notes, I just thought of a song from a band that I love currently, like my current obsession that is about kind of like toxicity sure um so it's the worst in me by bad omens i don't know if you've heard any of their music Uh -uh. but um yeah it's kind of i mean it could be i guess when you listen to it it's about like really a relationship with anything that's toxic like a drug addiction or an eating disorder or a romantic relationship um but yeah that's kind of where my mind went i could see that i could see that for sure yeah um, so I put Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me, which is, um, interesting for two reasons, uh, a few reasons because, well, the last episode I recorded featured Mike Forbes from the band Out of Time and Out of Time covered You Belong With Me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that song. And in 2018, You Belong With Me was my most played song on Spotify, like oh. by far. <laughs> Like by far. Yeah. So like if you want to know how my 2018 went, like that is all you need to know about how my 2018 went. Is it was you belong with me. You belong with me was my most played song, like by far on Spotify. Okay. You were like, feeling some feelings. I was feeling some feelings, okay. <laughs> um, man, I was feeling some feelings. And it's like, you know, it's it's funny because it's like I'm trying to like be gentle with myself and whatever. But in retrospect, I look back at the situation and I'm like, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Let me tell you, not to get off topic, but when I went through my divorce, I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And like I was alone a lot. I was sharing quotes on Facebook yeah. all day. Like see uh like what are they word porn like word porn quotes and stuff oh i was in 2018 i was actually like determined to like not be sharing i was determined to like be publicly like kind of the bigger person or whatever when i decided i was like i can't be just be friends with this guy like i just have a crush on him too much or whatever and i just wanted to be a bigger person so like I would just tweet and like Instagram stuff about like I was doing yoga and like I was eating healthy and I was meditating and journaling and shit. And That's I was, good. but I was also like crying a lot. Right. Um, but I was only like tweeting about like how I was like doing, you know, doing yoga and stuff. Um, so 
you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. I was trying uh-huh. to, I thought, I was trying to be cool by, or no, I was trying to show strength by sharing quotes about right. how strong that I thought I should be or right. was, but right. I was right. not. Right. And then people, then I realized when people started coming to me being like, are you like, okay? And I hadn't like talked about what I was going through. And then I'd be like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> um, so in terms of, I don't want to stop. I didn't find any interviews that cited this song. Um, I mean, it's a pretty old song, right? Yeah. There's not many I've interviews. I've never heard them talk about it. Yeah. There's, you know, there might be some that were like in print or like really dead blogs that like I couldn't even find like archived. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we've shared a lot of stories like relating to the themes of this song. Did you have any stories about I Don't Want to Stop that you wanted to add, Beth? About the song specifically, no. I mean, I I think the, uh, well, I mean, the words, obviously, I've just got so much life behind my life at 32 years old um, that I can find relatability in most anything. But this one, listen, just when like when we, talk, we talked about it and I started playing it again, I was like, totally means different things than it used to. Amazing. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about other good Charlotte songs the track relates to, but as you were talking about that Bad Omen song that you said was about, you know, like, toxicity one that came to mind was break apart her heart Mm -hmm. which is about you know sometimes like toxic relationships Mm -hmm. right and kind of realizing something's toxic um Mm -hmm. any other good charlotte songs come to mind for you um the truth yeah yeah which is sometimes still hard for me to listen to i just like feel it in my soul um walk away also uh, i think that we talked about already maybe we didn't but yeah obviously toxicity like you need to walk away but also i think in parentheses it says maybe Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe i'm just scared yeah yeah so yeah maybe i'm just scared it's easier to walk away yeah Mm -hmm. um a couple others that come to mind for me were let me go Cause that's kind of the other side. Like maybe you're the person who's like, I am sick and tired of this person. That's like a crushing on me and is like pushing and it's like trying too hard. Um, change. That's kind mm-hmm. of a classic mm-hmm. underquited crush song. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you have not cried listening to change when someone has rejected to rejected you, I know. Ugh. I mean, I mean, um, and say anything came to mind as well. Yes. One of my favorites, say anything. Yeah. So I did actually find some reviews that mentioned this song, which was nice. So let's Mm -hmm. go through those. So Sputnik Music gave it a 3.5. They said, really, the best musical quality on this album is Paul's quirky bass lines. They stand out here a lot more than on their latter albums. It's evident that tracks like I Don't Want to Stop and Let Me Go, that the bass brings a fresh mark to Good Charlotte's sound. Mm. That's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pleasant. Yeah. Punk News had a reviewer rating of 4.5 out of 5 and a user rating of 3.5 out of 5. Which is funny because I feel like Good Charlotte tends to get like a better rating by users than reviewers. Yeah. But uh, so this person said, when I finally got my hands on the CD, I was not disappointed at all. I was blown away. I thought all the songs were extremely catchy and with a great alternative punk ska sound to it. Except for Change, the one song I didn't care for. The five best songs on the disc are Little Things, Waldorf Worldwide, Let Me Go, I Don't Want to Stop, and Walk By. If you like Lit, Eve Six, Phoenix CX, or Lefty, I definitely suggest this CD to you. See, that's, you know what's interesting? Because I feel like Lit and Eve Six, and Phoenix CX too a little bit, were brought up as comparisons a lot with the first album. I mean, I think they toured with Lit and Eve Six. 
but you didn't get those comparisons later on. No. I mean, I mean, uh, it's who they toured with and everything, right? But mm-hmm. it's interesting how those comparisons just like dropped out. Yeah, I um definitely in the first album you can kind of hear it, but like they definitely grew. Yeah. Um I mean, and you can see that for sure. I think I mean like when I listen to Gen RX now, there's so much more like emotion. Like I can feel the song so much more than like if I'm listening to self-titled. But then Young and the Hopeless made me feel so much more. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So Punktastic did not like the album. Um, Punktastic did not, does not really like anything. Whether they write their own songs or not, I'm unsure. But what is for certain is that someone has managed to make each song sound distinctive and different, which scores many points, but speak of the devil I don't want to stop, and I heard you sound remarkably similar, but are good tracks nonetheless. Yeah, by the way, folks, it's a big flaw if you have two songs that sounded all the same. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning to walk by sounds remarkably similar to the popular hit, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Boo. Addictive, though, and this sums up the essence of the album. Consumerable crap. Suffice to say, the rest of the album isn't radically different. If you can put up with this album all the way through, give yourself a pat on the back. You deserve a... They spelled noble, but I think they meant Nobel Prize. Otherwise, listen in short bursts whilst on Prozac. Um, that's it. Mm. That's rough. The Prozac comment to me was like a little out of less field because yeah. I don't get this as like a depression album. No, not at all. Like I get it as like a I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but as like a breakout, like high school, you know, like finding right. yourself, angst, kind yeah. of age album. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say Prozac album. I mean, maybe Motivation Proclamation, maybe a Prozac song, but like, yeah, but but like, you know, Chronicles. Okay, maybe maybe that's like a. And by the way, when I say a Prozac album, I, I mean, you know, an album that I would go, okay, that sounds like a person who's making this sounds like they might be pretty depressed. You know, I, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not making a diagnosis. That's not my place. No. Chronicles, I would listen to that and go, that person sounds depressed. Good Morning Revival, I will listen to that and go, that person sounds depressed. Generation RX, I will listen to that and go, that person sounds like, you know, they have some mental health issues and they are actively working on them and have made improvements and they're mm-hmm. trying to get through them. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't say yeah, this song is like, or this album is like, wow, I would listen to this and like need to take Prozac to get through this no. album. For sure not. Especially yeah. like the click and festival song. They're both yeah. very happy, right. like happy. I could go on like, a whole tirade of like having adverse experiences does not mean you need, you know, psychotropic medication and, Mm -hmm. and psychotropic medication is not a bad thing. It should be affordable. It should be accessible to anyone who needs it. Yeah. It, but like, not fitting in and and coming from a, a broken home, you know, with a family, bad family situation and being bullied and, you know, not getting to date the girls you want to date. Like those don't mean that you need psychotropic medications. No. And I mean, people that go through, people that go through that might later in life need that or they could turn be perfectly fine or they might need that while that stuff is happening right but it's not like oh well like you were bullied and therefore you are depressed like the one in the same no no um wow we had a bunch of reviews here return of rock ranked this song as number nine in their ranking of all of gc's songs they said a song that tells a lot about feelings. Simply perfect. This song is timeless no matter the generation. This song will always relate to you somehow because everyone goes through this feeling at some point. Yup. 
Yep. I, so I got out of a relationship seven months ago, almost seven months ago. And like, you know, I've been saying for a while that like, yeah, like a stable relationship would be great. But I also kind of miss the like chaotic excitement of a crush. That would I be nice. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cryptic Rock shouted out the song in their 20 year retrospective piece of the album. Meanwhile, a smattering straight up rockers provided an injection that kept the collection from ever growing monotonous. That was kind of a weird sentence now that I'm reading it. They needed some copy editing. There were the upbeat sounds on I Don't Want to Stop, the fast paced I Heard You, bopping Let Me Go, as well as this writer's personal favorite, Walk By. Captain Clam on Rate Your Music gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, they said, I think the majority of the songs that follow are fairly fun and solid songs that could have easily got on teen film soundtracks at the time and included I Don't Want to Stop. And said, this is a better album than I remember it to be and is a good listen for teens. Thank you. That's much nicer than the, like, Prozac comments. And yeah. by the way, I want to be really, really clear. Like, I took Prozac for two and a half years, like, in mm-hmm. college and after. Um, and so, like, I, I really am a very big advocate and I, I take Adderall now. Like I am a very big advocate that everyone who needs mental health medication should have access to it. It should be affordable. I wish yeah. it had fewer side effects, I, you know, but th- that, that language and that review bothered me. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's nothing about, thinking people should not take mental health medication. No. Um, totally get that. Yeah. There were two YouTube comments um, on the band's upload of the song. Just just a few. Justin Valentini said, I've been listening to this song for 20 years. I don't want to stop. Nice. Tobit just said, not to be that guy, but this needs more views. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Um, so on song meetings, um, XXX emo kid, XXX, which like, honestly, same. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is that me? <laughs> like, same. I had an aim screen name that was X emo X in X Jersey X. Oh, so do you want to know what mine was? What You're going to die. <laughs> it was like. Some variation of like XX Billy's Riot Girl XX. <laughs> I was I also had Vicious Sick Chick because Benji nice. was Kid Vicious and Joel yeah. was Sick Boy or something. Yeah. Um XXX emo kid XXX said, I love this song. It's so upbeat and fun. I think it means he's having so much fun doing what he's doing that he just doesn't want to stop. Sort of. Sort of. I know it. It gets a little deeper, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fallout Boy Girl for Life said, good song, not their best, but still good. Um, Fairy of Nightmares said, I- I'm probably going to skip around with this, but this is, this is just like, this, this, this comment just kind of epitomizes like what I love about song meetings. Okay, I know that no one said anything bad about GC here, but it's kind of empty, so I'm going to fill it up with my ranting. Ahem. What is wrong with people who come onto GC lyric sites to slag them off? It's fair enough if you don't like them, but it's just low and pathetic to say GC stuck because they are wannabe punks. The GC guys went through hell growing up, worked their asses off to get where they are now and appreciate their fans like hell and constantly remind them that things get better. I know people who stop themselves committing suicide because of GC's songs and words. So if you hate them, that's your problem. But good Charlotte will always have dedicated fans who love them. So shut up and bugger off if you only have shit to say. Thank you, LOL. I mean, facts, though, but... <laughs> okay, I did not skip around, because, like, I, I just, like, I went into that performance. You were, yeah, you I were just, the person that wrote that. I, I could have written that. I you didn't, but I could have. Um, yeah, I, I wrote a lot of similar comments to that yeah. at the time. The only reason I didn't, I knew that wasn't me, was because I never had a screen name like that. Yeah. Um, Tyrannosaurus Lex 420 said... I'm pretty sure this song is about a dude who's messing around with a friend who's seeing someone else. He wants to say more than friends, even though this situation may not be what's right. There are some tones that say he wants more than just fooling around too. Oh. Mm, That's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. 
So Amazon reviews were interesting. When I go on the Amazon reviews and I look at like positive reviews versus critical reviews, I feel like I usually see a theme. Like Mm. either the people who love the album hate this song, the people who hate the album still like the song. I feel like there was a little more of a mix here. Yeah. I feel like there was. So we'll read a few, but there was there was a bunch that mentioned it. Um punk don't say i'm not punk because i am girl gave it a five out of five and said great enough said but gave this song just a six out of ten eh just eh um i think it's about a bad relationship someone was in but you can never be too sure with songs like this uh this one is so good this one is so good emily m greaves gave it a five out of five they aren't pop and even if they are they still rock like six exclamation points and every word, the first letter of every word is capitalized. Hmm. And then in the review, every, every, the first letter of every word is capitalized. A song about having a crush on someone, number one, and them not liking you back, but not caring and wanting to go out anyway. Hmm. Uh, Drew gave it a four out of five, said a refreshing new band, said both Joel and Billy sing together on this track. That stands out the most with a very laid back vibe. Hmm. So an Amazon customer, Anonymous, gave the album a 5 out of 5, said it was great, but they only gave this song a 6 out of 10, which I guess would be like a 3 out of 5. They said, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. The repetitiveness gets on your nerves, but the music isn't too shabby. Hmm. Um, Eve gave it a 3 out of 5, said first is definitely the worst, dot, 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 but still a pretty good CD. Um, Don't want to stop. Heartbreak style intro, more rock, but still heartbroken style middle. One of a kind, good Charlotte end. Not. Um, another Amazon customer just gave it a three out of five and said, used to be one of my favorite bands. And I just thought that was really funny. Um, I don't want to stop. Pure pop, but it's catchy. Which, like, that's such a, like, early 2000s, like, music commentary thing that, yeah. like, calling something pop it's like the biggest like yeah criticism like it's not slipknot or corn or godsmack so yeah yeah um greg gave the album a two out of five and said it was somewhat lackluster this Mm. is a fairly by the numbers uninspired pop punk album the hooks are okay Mm. but not a whole lot really digs in Usual no. topics are alienation slash girlfriend's trouble. Um, I'm gonna stab you right there. I did not take from this song that in, from this album that any of these songs were about girlfriends. I took from this album that a lot of these songs were about girls they like maybe had crushes on and wanted to be their girlfriends. Yeah, I but I don't well, know. I always thought seasons was about a boyfriend and a girlfriend when yeah, I was I, younger. I, but like a, a, a summer fling kind of thing. Yes. But then later, yeah. like when I was listening to it recently, I, I don't think so. I think, I think it was about was like, like a, a summer fling, like a summer hookup. Yeah. 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 Like a summer fling and you try to like reconnect in the fall and then, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's like when we were like, you know, 12, whatever. Oh my God. This is the most romantic thing ever. Yeah. Right. But the problem is the songs aren't as good of some of their similarly styled brethren. Highlights. Best cuts here are I Don't Want to Stop, I Heard You, and The Click. Um, Also, just because I haven't, like, said it in a while and I haven't mentioned it on the show in a while, hey, I think The Click should be on Spotify. I I just, like, like to say that once in a while to, like, manifest it in the universe. Beth, do you think The Click should be on Spotify? Absolutely, it should. Cool. Cool. I'm gonna put that out there in the atmosphere. Amazing, amazing. I'll I'll start tweeting it again too. Um yeah. I, I don't know what power my tweets have, but like I, I'm just gonna take that as a manifestation. You should. Beth, this has been great. Um I know. how has uh I don't want to stop held up for you over time? Um, I mean I still I mean I still listen to good Charlotte Daily. Like I always have um i still listen to the same songs over and over but um i mean over time to me it's still it's still like the first time i heard it it's fun it's 
a little toxic, obviously has different meaning now, but, um, you know, it'll always be, and the album will always be a staple in what I listen to every day. So, yeah, I want to add a little bit to what we've been saying about how this is toxic. Yes. I think there's like a little bit of like, okay, this is like an unholy situation. I think there's a little bit of like naivete, like, yeah not fully realizing the depths, like knowing it's wrong, not fully realizing the depths and just kind of deciding to, okay, whatever. I just don't want to stop. You know, I think that's right. Kind of. And I think, yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about it, the song is old. It was probably when they were what, 17 years old, 16 years old. I mean, yeah. I don't know how old they were. I mean, it, there's a demo. There seems to be a demo dating back to 1998 you know so they graduated high school in 96 you know so like 20 maybe yeah i mean they they well 98 the twins would have been 19 ish they would have turned 19 that year um but who knows they could have written it when they were younger they could have you know who knows who knows yeah um and 19 is still pretty young yeah 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 yeah, for sure i got married when i was 21 and we see where that went so (laughs) well beth what has good charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed i mean like if i think back to like listening to hold on and like riot girl oh my god that was like my staple song it's still my all-time favorite but it's just like coming of age and like growing up with a band that I felt like completely understood you know um you know they came from a poor area like me I came you know I, I grew up not rich um and I was kind of an outcast um, you know, I was the bigger girl that had guy friends. I wore all black a lot of the time. Um, and just wanted somebody to relate to. So, you know, I think when it comes to music, especially when you're young and when you're going through stuff, at least that is a constant and something that's true that you don't have to worry about being fake, not to like get deep, but that that's how I feel about it. Um, especially, I mean, like if you're talking to somebody and you, you're not totally sure if you can believe what they're saying. Um, at least when you listen to a song, you know that it's honest. So it's, I mean, music, they were a big entrance into music for me and have totally shaped my life. So, um, I mean, still, to this day, like I'll always be a follower. Um, I, anytime they were nearby, I'd go if I could for sure. (laughs) Incredible. Thank you, Beth. Um, do you have any last words about, I don't want to stop about good Charlotte or about yourself? Um, I do have a fun fact. I was talking about, um, bad omens and they are managed by MDDN actually. Right. Yeah along with architects and sleeping with sirens. Um, So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Beth, um, so I have a Generation GC and Friends Spotify playlist. So I will put I Don't Want to Stop. I'll put some bad omens on there. But I'd love to get from you a recommendation, just anything you're listening to lately that you want to recommend to people listening. Anything that's not good Charlotte or bad omens, since we already mentioned that. (laughs) Um, uh, I really like Spirit Box lately. If you've not okay. heard of them, yeah. you know what? You're like the second or third person that's recommended them. I still haven't like really gone and listened. So tell me, so what songs do you want to recommend? Yeah, um, go with Hysteria. Cool, awesome. That's a good and, one. And I will probably listen to that like as I make dinner because that's a band I've been meaning to check out. Um, yeah, they're very good. Beth, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, if our listeners want to keep up with you, can they find you? You know, what do you want to share, like your Instagram or anything? 
Yeah, my Instagram, um, another fun fact, is still a variation of Good Charlotte related, but it's Beth Riot X. Yeah, it's Beth Riot X on Instagram. Amazing. Beth, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Last time we talked about Rise from Youth Authority. On our next episode, we'll be talking about a song from the young and the hopeless. My name is Molly Huddleston, once again, and as always, I've been your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this podcast. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me, Molly, at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. But most importantly, please tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way for the Generation GC fam to grow. Thanks for tuning in.